Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Humans of SDU. Today it's actually only me, Franka, in the studio, but that's not because others ditched me, but because I have actually two guests and they are also part of a, another podcast that's recording under merit, which I unfortunately cannot pronounce, so I'll let them uh, introduce themselves. Please, guys. Yeah, my name is uh, Mikey. And I'm uh, Daniel, and we're from the uh, podcast Bam Camera Behind the Camera, a film podcast. Yeah, one of the many uh, now in Merit. I think we are like three or four now. I think some of them stopped. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> quite sure. I only listened to ours. Yeah, of so. course. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you guys come up with the idea of actually starting a podcast? Uh, well, it started with uh, an, a news site called Films with a C mm-hmm. uh, that had an article called um, uh, The Five Jokers on the Big Screen Jokers, uh, the Batman villain. Yeah. And then we just counted amongst ourselves and realized there are only five. And it wasn't a ranking, so they just listed They, the, they just the listed all of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we thought, okay, we... We need, we need to talk about this. <laughs> and we can do better than that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, that was probably how it started, yeah, with that joke. And then we were we need to talk about this somehow or in some media or something. And then we were like, hey, there's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, later, though, we realized that we were wrong because we, we actually missed uh, a joker uh, from a... Uh, uh, the Lego Batman movie. Ah, uh, the classic. Yeah, you know, uh, exactly. How could you miss that? I don't. I don't even know. Well, <laughs> I don't know if if uh, films did too, or they just decided <laughs> not to count him. Yeah, I don't know either. They put uh, Cesar Romero's Joker over them, so <laughs> I don't yeah, know about exa- that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so we kind of just wanted to do more in-depth uh, coverage of the news instead of the very. Uh, shallow news coverage uh, mm-hmm. that you see on a lot of uh, Danish and uh, movie news sites like uh, Kino or uh, Sound Venue. So is that kind of what the podcast is about? Just talking about movies, TV shows, whatever comes on well, uh, in the cinematic in the, uh, industry? We kind of changed, in my opinion, our lane from uh, talking about movies to talking about like behind the camera. We want to talk uh-huh, about okay. the film industry and how it is affected by this and that, you know, uh, whatever happens. Um, but we also talk about like movies in general. Uh, yeah, well, so we review a movie uh, each episode. We yeah. Try to stay current, uh, mm-hmm. unless it's there's no movies out that we want to watch, which uh, <laughs> happens sometimes. Uh, Qu- quite a lot more often than it uh, <laughs> than it probably should. Uh, but I think we're kind of safe by uh, the coronavirus in in that regard because for a long time no movies came out. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. So, what is kind of the typical genre you guys go for when reviewing movies? We've better been everywhere around the place because we've done doc- documentaries, we've done dramas, comedies, uh, mm-hmm. science fictions, epics. Yeah. Uh, classics, too. We did a whole um, a Spooktober theme mm-hmm. where we uh, went through our favorite uh, horror movies. Mikey was a bit more into uh, the newer mm. horror movies. I, I stayed my line straight in the, in the classics, nothing uh, before. The year 2000, I think. I had a few after the 2000. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it seems pretty good. I, um, I'm i very sad that I can't listen to it, but that's also, it's also okay. It's, it uh, motivates me to learn Danish, so so it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Do you have any favorite movies or something you can recommend? Because I am uh, dying to watch some more. I think it's always very hard to recommend for us. Uh, we always, uh, instead of ranking movies, we say, mm. uh, we recommend or not recommend. Okay, okay. So, uh, yeah. so we don't really have a star system or something like that. That's It's also very shallow to do that because we think, what is the difference between a three and a four and a five and a six yeah, and Yeah, because seven? you have to do it for each genre. They have to have like their own system because you, you can't compare like... Uh, We could we did the kid the kid detective lately, which is a very dark comedy, and then mm-hmm. we have done uh, Dune lately, which we will do tomorrow. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but in general, we we can't really compare those movies at all. Like they, they can't stand up to each other at all. Yeah. I would recommend Dune though, uh, and see it in in the theaters if uh, if you have the opportunity. It's a it's, it's an amazing spectacle. Yeah, I've I saw the trailer and I've been looking forward to it ever since they announced it. Mm. I just saw the trailer uh, today. Actually, my my brother had it uh, playing in the background. Yeah, and and I, and I was like, is is he watching a recap or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was glad I did not watch the trailer. Yeah, the trailer uh, is pretty you. much a recap for the movie. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Oh, yeah, but that's w- w- one of our gripes in general with yeah. uh, trailers. They show way too much. Yeah. Of the movie. Uh, Especially uh, Marvel movies, I think, have a tendency oh, yes. to to do this a lot. Uh, showing the villain, showing the plot, more or less. Yeah, uh, but but then it's good because then you don't have to see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it hurts my heart. It breaks my heart that you talk shit about Marvel, but uh, <laughs> but well, it's if okay. They will produ- stop producing <laughs> shit. No, it's not that they produce shit, but it's just. Uh, over the years, it's become so much the same. Yeah, it's come a lot of overexposure of it. In yeah. our opinion, at least. Exactly. Um, okay. What is your thoughts about this new uh, Marvel phase? Because I've heard a lot of people say they don't like it. I was about to say, does it exist? I, I think it gets no exposure. No one talks about it, really. Mm. Uh, it's been a few of the TV shows been talked about. Uh, I think there's been a few. Yeah, uh, have you seen any of the TV shows? Yeah, yeah. I, I got through WandaVision, uh, mm. which was a very nice detour. I think uh, the, at least the, the, fir- first, the three first three episodes, episodes exactly. Yeah. The first three episodes were nice detour, and was like, "Whoa, Marvel's actually doing something. They're doing yeah. something different. They're trying to uh, like do something with their brand and their new platform." And then it kind of became Marvel in the end. Yeah. Uh, and Loki was the same. That was the other way around for me, where the first couple episodes kind of didn't catch me at all. Mm. Um, yeah, I just uh, I think uh, what all the Uh, series has in common is that they progressively get worse the yeah. longer you get into the series. Yeah, because they have to uh, stand up to the Marvel Co. of setting up the next movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember uh, um, Winter Sol- Falcon yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and the Winter Soldier. Uh, by uh, I believe it was the fourth, the fourth episode. episode. Yeah. Up until that point, I was like, okay, this is pretty good. Uh, spy, uh, action, uh, thriller, terrorist plot. And then it, it all became about race. <laughs> and and I and I looked into uh, the people who wrote the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the first four were written by the same two persons. Yep. And then the fifth was written by uh, the only uh, black mm. uh, writer for the series, and he only wrote that episode. And it is by far the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can like tell when uh, TV shows are normally taken up by uh, different writers. It's also very common in general. Uh, i think uh, recently I've been watching a lot of Doctor Who, and you can mm. also tell that there there's a lot of um, different writers and different styles and different like quality of um, 
in general of uh, of episodes. So I, I will always say if you are making a TV show, stick to the same writers like constantly because that it, it then will make a coherent plot yeah. and a coherent story. Uh, yeah, to but the but end. even if it's uh, an episodic uh, show, I'm watching uh, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine mm. at the moment, uh, which is it has a pretty standard formula for for each episode. But there was this one where uh, the the captain, the he's a black captain, mm-hmm. Benjamin Cisco. He got uh, kind of transported back to the 1950s and were uh, a science fiction writer. And it all became about race. And that's always what I liked about Star Trek. It's very progressive. Yeah. But now it became, now they told it instead of just showed this idyllic fil- future where all got along. Now they just, they they spilled it out so much that it backfired on, on itself. Mm. Okay. Do you have any uh, behind the scenes secrets on why do TV shows in general, switch or don't have the same writer for the entire season? That's actually a good question. I think it has a lot to do with money. Because uh, mm. uh, normally you have, uh, when you have a, a company, you have a lot of contracts that have to be given out. You have Maybe you have a guy for four more years since yeah. last year. Okay, we have to use this guy up. Maybe we'll show we'll throw him on a couple of episodes of this show yeah. just so he has his contract fulfilled somehow. Mm. So that normally happens uh, in some cases at least. Yeah, but but it's a good question, especially now when uh, TV shows are usually shorter, like 10 episodes, sometimes mm. six episodes per season, then it will actually make more sense to have one or two writers, writers on mm. it. So we also make sure that the uh, the story has a natural arc and they all feel like they're telling the same story. So, yeah. we, so we don't have a situation like uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where it just seems like such a, a tonal shift yeah, in, the, in the middle of the season. Sadly. Uh, yeah. for the show's quality. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought it was going to be... I love Marvel. I love it so much. And uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they're two of my favorite characters. I was really looking forward to it. And then it just, like... It was kind of going good. Like like you said, it was going really good. And then all of a sudden, everything was like, well, okay, that that's the season then, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it uh, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also because... Well, spoilers, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Falcon ends up as the new Captain America, and then uh, the the wheels start turning in my head. Okay, is this show just be made so they have to, so they can set him up to be the next Captain America, mm-hmm. so we can just jump into the movie, the next movie? But Marvel is really good at business. Yeah. Oh yes. The business side, they are magnificent because if you don't want to miss out, like you're going to see Captain America four, and it's uh, it's Sam mm-hmm. Winston. Uh, why the hell is he? You have to watch everything in order for everything to make sense. And that's also the problem because sometimes they have to shoehorn things yeah. into their movies so yeah. they can set up for the next movie. That's true. But I think that's actually what I like about this. Like It's called Phase 4. Mm-hmm. Um, is that you have these new kind of superheroes which aren't necessarily connected from what we know right now. They're not like totally connected to the previous phases. So even people who haven't seen... Endgame or any of the others, they might be able to watch these ones. Maybe they won't get some references, but you can always Google that. Yeah, but 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 who isn't who hasn't caught up with it at least? I mean, a lot of my friends actually. <laughs> well, yeah, but but then that's uh, I assume by by choice from mm. from first on. You don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's exactly. so much exposure of it right now. Um, we we talk a lot about clogging the cinema, also, mm. um, which we have uh, really paraded in our put down Marvel a lot for uh, doing uh, in general for because you know there's always Marvel movie going there's always a uh, I'm trying to think of other franchises always uh, 
there were, there's always a movie going Fast on. Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious, mm. yeah. And that really takes up a, a spot for something else, you mm. know, something different, something new. And I've always kind of not liked that about modern um, cinemas in general, uh, not yeah. giving movies or different movies a choice uh, or a chance at least to be in the cinemas. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if we had our way, Kid Detective would have made a billion dollars. Yeah, that was a sad uh, story. But, but about then, that but movie. then uh, of course, the other side, then they would have made Kid Detective 2, 3, 4. Yep. And, and that would then, probably ruin it. And I would then clock the cinema, and there we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a never ending cycle. <laughs> it really is. How did you guys actually get into movies and TV and Whoa. cinematic <laughs> industry, everything? Was the, it something from when you were kids or? The industry was later mm. in general. Like I, I think when we started here, uh, maybe a bit also in uh, in when I went to the gymnasium. Uh, mm-hmm. That's when I kind of got very, very into movies and I had to watch everything by the big directors and stuff. Uh, but the industry was later where, where I thought about, okay, this is how the industry works. Also because I want to work in the industry later on. So you kind of have yeah, to okay. get into it and understand how uh, the different aspects of it work. Yeah, I think uh, for me it started sometime before Communication, like the 8th, ninth grade or something, mm. uh, when I saw the movie Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz, okay, yeah. Edgar Wright. Yeah, exactly. And it, it just it, it blew my mind. It made, it made me laugh harder than, than anything I've ever seen uh, up to that point. Uh, before that, mostly I just saw the same movies. Uh, I saw The Phantom Menace uh, uh, I know, uh, I know, Mikey, but uh, mm-hmm. I grew up with it. I saw that before any other Star Wars. It was it was my jam. You had a rough childhood, man. <laughs> I also saw a lot of the Prince of Egypt. Oh, right, there we go. Uh, on like old VHS tapes that are uh, thrown out a long time ago. It hurts my soul. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, but then I started actually making movies in a youth filmmaking mm. uh, school. So my passion for that. I directed some, but then I find out through that, okay, I'm not gonna make movies. But mm. my love for movies uh, kept on growing. I started reading more uh, academia about the film theory, yeah. uh, which we also had a lot of uh, on our, um, our classes. Co- our, our courses, yeah. yeah our yeah. courses, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and generally watched a lot more, started to experiment oh, yes. more, broaden my uh, horizon, Polish movies, Russian movies, yep. Japanese movies. Uh, and in, it's interesting to see how they all have such different takes and also when you put it into the historical perspective mm. uh, to see how movies changed with the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also love that part of uh, filmmaking, like seeing when a movie comes out, okay, how does that culturally uh, affect us? Uh, mm. Why is it uh, Why is it being made right now? Why has it not been made like 50 years ago? Yeah. Why is Black Panther first come out now? Uh, kind of the idea, right? Yeah, uh, and, that, and that's kind of also the... Uh, the problem with having having that view because now we're attuned to seeing okay, what what are they yes. trying to do? Does it have also is it political? Is basically <laughs> what I'm <laughs> no, trying yeah. to say. No, well, it has kind of corrupted you, right? And me too, for that matter. Uh, we lost our innocence. Yeah, we have lost our innocence. <laughs> where we thought every single movie maker is trying to do good and trying to help ah. the world and and be a good person and make great art. And it's kind of gone now, sadly. Mm. Um, when I see a movie done mediocrely or when I kind of think it as something you can throw away or something that's been done a million times before, I kind of ask myself, why did you make this movie? Why is this a thing in our culture? Why is this a mm. thing in our TV or Netflix uh, suggested feed? Something uh, like that. And it's kind of sad to me to to think that 
it's you can also do you can always do it easy. Like it's easy to make a movie. It's easy to write something that is uh, bare bones. And um, I kind of try to stray away from that. Uh, try to go away from the beaten path and say there's something different out in the world. There's something old you haven't seen that's very unique or different. Yeah, in, in five movies, you you'll only be watching experimental art film. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all of a sudden, you uh, go back to the 20s and you go back to the 30s and you try to see, okay, how was that and mm. uh, back then and how does that feel? Uh, how why is this movie revolutionary for what it did? Um, and then you do it with the different decades and you come up to today and say, okay, there's also movies right now that's being uh, progressive great or uh, being experimental. Um, and I don't I don't mind uh, movies like going into, like they no. have some kind of political agenda. No, uh, no, no. Like the Battleship Potemkin from uh, 1925 uh, by Sergei Eisenstein. Mm. It was uh, Russian propaganda, which was banned in the US for decades, but it's a great movie. Yes. And I, I'm buying... <laughs> No means uh, a left winger uh, <laughs> politically, but I I love that movie. I can see what it did, and it, it, it broke new ground with the uh, Russian montage oh, yes. theory. Uh, but now, often they they don't have that groundbreaking element. They don't have that experimentation with it. It's just this uh, political stance it takes, and then the rest of the movie really doesn't matter. So it just feels cheap. Yeah, the the uh, the core of the movie, uh, instead of the core of the movie being about, let's just say race, it's just it's a normal one right now to talk mm, about. Yeah, uh, it's kind of made around that instead of making a movie and then put it like into the movie, like injecting it into the plot or into the way the characters uh, interact, the way the uh, different uh, antagonists uh, behave and stuff. Yeah, but and that was at, uh, the core of uh, Black Panther. Yeah, exactly. And I loved it for that because it handled it uh, real well. Yeah, it was an amazing uh, movie, a very important movie at the moment. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, and then it just breaks my heart, then it just turns out to a CGI crap fest yeah, at, the uh, at, at the end, which, which they all do. And the Marvel humor, I'm, I'm so over it because it always undermines dramatic moments. Yeah, they have a, a tendency to do that. They have a, There's some of them that do it right, in my opinion at least. Uh, yeah, I... I uh, like the way Taika Waititi writes in general, mm. so that helps me to get through Thor Ragnarok. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite Marvel movies. <laughs> it's also one of my, one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's not one of my favorites. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites, yep. but that is also because it's James Gunn and he yep. has a very distinctive style that he still yep. allowed to uh, make the movie with his own style. Mm. But oh, yes. the second one, it kind of veers a little too much over mm-hmm. where every dramatic moment and also some of the other things like uh, the the blue chick nebula uh, when she comes crashing down with the spaceship you're screaming I was like what the hell is going on <laughs> yeah this is crap uh, I kind of loved the one for the humor and, and the heart in the second one but yeah the first one is definitely the one that's more uh, James Gunn's style uh, we also recently uh, reviewed uh, su- the, the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. very important oh uh, the the newest one right yeah yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was uh, great to see him still uh, he can still do that he's very good at writing characters and dynamics mm-hmm. which is also what we praised him for yeah. uh, the most um, okay how is the Suicide Squad? Because I haven't seen it, and I really want to. It was great. It was, it was really fun. It's just a fun time. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a fun time. Yeah, we, we both enjoyed ourselves. We didn't see it together. We watched it separately. But but yeah. like we, we were both really, really happy with the way the plot turned out, the mm-hmm. way the characters interacted. The, uh, generally, that's what the movie 
does best chemistry. Yeah, okay. It's very good at creating chemistry between characters. And that's what James Gunn does best. He's so good at writing characters that talk and can interact with each other. Yeah. Is it better than the Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the better other than, one. It's I mean, better than Suicide Squad. I yeah. Mean, it's not really hard to make that better, but sure. <laughs> that is true. And have you seen the I don't know what it's called, but the movie about Harley Quinn? Oh, the uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of yes, One Harley Quinn. Exactly. I have seen it. It sucked. <laughs> I I still like um, uh, Marco Robbie in that role, yeah. uh, but even that couldn't carry the movie. It's mm. another example of uh, it has like a very uh, I won't even say feminist uh, angle mm, to it. No. It just has had a very man-hating mm. angle to it. It wasn't even women are great; it's men are bad. Which mm. yeah. if you're gonna tell if you're gonna say women are great and can do stuff, then don't do it by saying men can't do stuff. Yeah. You have to do the equality thing, right? There's a difference between equality and bashing. That's the two yeah. different. It's very hard to do those that balance because you wanna. But you just have to write good characters. Yeah, Sarah Connor, Ellen Ripley. There you go. Great uh, female characters, and both are strong and independent uh, of their uh, male co-stars. Mm. Uh, 100%. <laughs> and how do you? How, how does the process look when you are? trying to record an episode do you watch a movie specifically for that episode or is it something that you've seen already before oh, okay yeah uh, normally we plan what movie to watch mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we have a two week gap between episodes normally uh, because yeah. we want to c- collect some news we want to make sure yeah, there's course, something yeah. that comes out and then we uh, prepare uh, we have three segments in our show mm-hmm. we have the fast ones which is just fast news where we can be a bit more liberal with what we do um We can make jokes. We can make uh, arguments. We can make whatever we yeah, want. It's to usually that. made with a satirical point of some kind. Yeah, uh, okay, and yeah. some crit- uh, critique of what's going on in the film industry in general. It's usually w- when we have like stupid news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. How how can we twist this to make it uh, like absurd? Show me an example. Uh, stupid news. What do have, what did we have last time? What do we have this time? I can tell uh, the one I have uh, uh, this time. Uh, Bodil Jørgensen. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Danish actress uh, spoke out against uh, the Farty Fear film, mm-hmm. uh, especially the new ones because they are very um, action uh, focused and they're well uh, crap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically her, her words, not mine, but it, it is true. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then I saw, I just looked up the the trailer for the latest one, uh, Farty Fear and the Vikings. Uh, where uh, we see someone throwing an axe, uh, a person being uh, tied up to a boat that was on fire. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, c- I can kind of see the uh, the action element. So then I wrote uh, something about the producer of the film, uh, like saying, I don't I don't agree with uh, Bodil Jørgensen's uh, view on this subject, but uh, uh, you can get excited for the next uh, Farty Fear, where uh, Uncle Anders uh, invents a time machine and they all uh, wind up in the Vietnam War. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, uh, about to say what did I do? I did the one with uh, Shang Chi. That was originally mm-hmm. with uh, Simu Liu. Don't please don't spoil anything. No, no, no. I'm it's going gonna, to watch it. It's gonna be, I haven't it's seen it. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna be about the guy. Okay. Uh, so he uh, 
back in the day, he made a critique of China because mm-hmm. um, his family moved to Canada because they were poor and because they were dying of hunger, pretty much. Yeah. But of course, China says, no, 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 that's not true. People don't die of hunger in China. So I made the twist that, of course, we want to support our great Chinese yes, overlords. <laughs> and that's kind of... Again, Which Disney does. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> they have done a lot of boycotting because of China. Yeah, and uh, editing their movies to please uh, the Chinese censorship. Uh, back to Black Panther, where they put a mask on a... Um, the main character because we can't have a black character on the poster. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and it wasn't even the same mask no. as in the movie. <laughs> it's really bad, and we were like, I no. really didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my god! When we found uh, when I when you told me about it, I was like, no, they didn't do that. And I looked it up. Nope, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing out there in the world. Um, then our second, uh, the the way we do it is we have some uh, big point, some some big discussion points we want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, for example, this time we want to talk a lot about uh, Denmark's radio. Like mm-hmm. uh, a lot about the public service uh, media. Uh, yeah, I think we have like all, everything is about that. Yeah, they they fired um, uh, their drama chief uh, after pulling the plug on uh, their new uh, grand series. Uh, like I think the week before it was supposed to start shooting. Oh yes. Uh, so things are kind of in shambles over there. Nobody wants to work for DR because of the terrible uh, um, work ethics in general. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Uh, then Trollspejlet. Oh yeah, um, and one of my childhood shows. Mm. It is a show just uh, reviewing and talking about everything nerdy and culture, uh, like anything that's in right now, movies, uh, comics, and so on. It came back. Um, yeah. after it was taken off, then was taken to web only, and now it's moving over to streaming. Yeah, so it's uh, it's been in a roller coaster ride for that show. Um, and I yeah. remember what the last point is tomorrow. That, that's one of yours. Oh, it's the uh, Cinderella one. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, With yeah. Camila Cabello? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually watched it. Did you watch uh, it? <laughs> yeah, because because it, it, it was something that, that uh, um, uh, a DR uh, article, uh, which I thought made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I didn't know what it was trying to say. It had like three free, uh, uh, points, and I didn't know if he oh. thought the movie was good or bad. No. It wasn't a review. No. Uh, uh, I read. I read the article. I haven't so, seen. Did you understand it? Yeah, I did not understand what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> so, now, so I watched the movie. It was uh, god awful. Uh, I'm, I see. I've seen it all over TikTok. It's just everyone's ba- yep. bashing it so much. <laughs> uh. Rightfully so. But the point being, after I watched it, I still didn't understand what the fuck that other article was about. <laughs> no, I did. Uh, after I read the article, I have no idea what's going on. Like, I did not understand the point. The point of the article. Are you trying yeah. to tell me to watch the so, movie? So or? tomorrow we're like gonna go through it with a a fine comb. Quote, okay. Try to okay. try to analyze what does it, this quote mean? What is he <laughs> trying to say? Explaining the article to everyone. Pretty else. much. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty much trying to understand it between ourselves. We've <laughs> done that a lot, where we take a really bad article and try to talk to each other about like, what is this person trying mm. to make a point? It's great content. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> last episode we also did one of those with uh, global warming, uh, global warming trotter. Oh we, yeah, uh, some climate activist. Uh, wrote uh, an article in the sound venue asking uh, where are all the movies about the climate crisis, mm-hmm. where we went very much into detail explaining why we can't have a realistic movie about the climate crisis. Yet. Okay, why, <laughs> why is that explained? Um, well, let's go into the points of that person. Uh, they kind of want a, a movie that feels... Uh, real, mm. but it's, isn't documentary. Okay. Yeah, because there, there are a lot of documentary movies about climate change. But the problem, uh, the big problem is 
there, there wouldn't happen anything in that movie. It was fiction and it was uh, depicted in a realistic way because you don't see anything change from day to day, yeah. neither would the people in the movie. So you, you and and she wouldn't have it be like a, a disaster yeah. movie with like raining fire or yeah, yeah. something. Or, so, or so houses being eaten by water, I guess that's just the closest thing to a thing that's going to happen, right? It's going to be it, water goes up, takes a house, and that's going to be the action of the movie, right? That's yeah. So be we went into a lot of uh, trying to figure out how a movie like this could work. Well, basically, what it takes for a movie to work to work. Yeah. And just try to put what she wanted over these things that has to be in a movie, and it just didn't fit. Um, I think we kind of got to a point where uh, normally a movie has free acts, uh, yeah. which we talk a lot about. Uh, we kind of could figure out to make half of a second act, and that's kind of where we got to. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no beginning and really no end, because how do you end a movie like that? How do you begin a movie like that? Yeah. Uh, you can easily make... Uh, re- and, and who's the main character? Yeah. Who's the human being we're supposed to connect with in this movie? That is true. Uh, is it a uh, a climate refugee that moves from uh, where they had to refugee from, mm. uh, or is it? But that isn't something that's happening right no. now. And this is like a volcano, but we have no. volcano movies already. Yep. So is it a scientist that explains us? Then do a documentary. It's very hard to do a movie about climate change. Yeah. And also yeah. because we don't know what the future is gonna be. That's very we true. don't know how the the no. climate crisis is going to end. Is yeah. it even going to be a crisis? If there's going to be an end uh, to it, who knows? Uh, it's yeah, it's, it's hard to write a movie where you, you don't know the ending if she wants it to be realistic, as she does. That is true. Then you could say Avatar is a climate crisis movie. Always. Uh, yeah, that's... Well, yeah. yeah, but it's in the future, and it's a sci-fi, and they go to another planet. But so Maybe that'll happen to us. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, but, know. but she didn't want that either. She didn't. Ah, she didn't want okay, it okay, in, okay. in the future where the the th- the thing, uh, the fall, whatever you want to call it, already ha- has happened. It had to be a contemporary fiction uh-huh, climate okay, crisis okay, okay, movie okay, okay. that was depicted realistically. Yeah, which again, it's really hard to do. It's uh, it, that's what we're, we we're not saying. It. it can't be done. No, no, no. Of we don't not. know how. No. At least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and do you usually? Uh, um, Just going back to your podcast. Oh, um, yeah, of course. How do you, like, when you are watching a movie or you're preparing for a movie, do you guys watch it together? And then during the movie, you're discussing the things that you want to talk about? Or is it just, it comes naturally? We kind of want to surprise each other Mm. when we think about the movie. Uh, So we watch it. Mostly separately. Have you watched one together at all? I don't think so. No, we haven't. Uh, So it's also because we want to talk about the movie. If if nobody has discussed it before, it's hard to talk about again. That's true. That's Um, true. So we kind of just watch the movie, make our notes. Uh, I I make notes, you make notes also uh, normally, just to make sure. Uh, I'm horrible at remembering uh, if I I don't have... (laughs) Yeah, notes. Uh, me too. Uh, you can get like the overall plot or a character name or two, but but if you want to talk about what makes this movie good or bad, you really have to have examples where you can say there was this scene or this uh, thing happened. Yeah, this or, didn't work because of this. Yeah, exactly. In the movie, so you kind of have to uh, talk about the movie as a whole instead of just talking about it in uh, small uh, segments. That's okay. what we normally do, at least. Yeah. Uh, that's also the third part of our uh, se- the first segment of our podcast um, in general. Yeah, but I feel like it, when you do it, when you do watch it separately, and then you get together, it makes it a lot more natural because yeah. you don't know what the other person's gonna say. Like, are they gonna agree with me or not? Well, um, 
now uh, we've kind of come to the realization that we have such similar tastes. Yeah, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> sadly, there, there are yeah. there have been a few exceptions. Uh, the Tomorrow War yeah. with uh, Chris Pratt on mm-hmm. uh, on Amazon Prime. Horrible movie. You hated it. Horrible. You movie. hated it with every fiber of your being. It was one of the worst movie I've, I've watched <laughs> this year or last year. I thought it was kind of bad. <laughs> but but not the worst movie ever. No 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 no. He was at a, a, a whole other level. Yeah. Oh god. That was that was like that was legit rage that got out of me that episode. Damn. That was the movie. Actually, I didn't really say much because I was so mad at it. You, you kind of just uh, talked about everything like this. This part's dumb. This part's funny. Like I kind of like this part. I was just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was just pissed. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I remember you writing me. Uh, can we establish a, a rage quit where we have to change uh, the movie we review because I didn't want to watch the rest of it. Oh, I got through like the first, I think, ten or twenty minutes or something. I was like, nah. Not nah. even that long. Nah, that's not, that's I was awesome. surprised too. That was that was not for me, man. I uh, okay. What is what is it about? Actually, I have no idea. What is it about? Climate change. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's about people from the future coming back to the past to get soldiers to go to the future and to save the future. Yeah, to fight the tomorrow war. Hey. Uh, mm, okay. Uh. Well, I mean, it seems interesting on paper. Yes. At least, at least. Well, from yeah. My I, interest. I thought it was based on uh, a book. Uh, th- oh yeah. Th- that I that I read once a science fiction book. Uh, then I found it 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 wasn't, uh, <laughs> and then it makes sense because the book was actually pretty good and the movie was not. <laughs> But but the weird thing about the movie was that it was kind of two movies in one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, after um, about an, it's a pretty long movie, two and a half hours, I believe. Two and a half hours. Yeah. Yep. After uh, one hour and uh, forty-five minutes, I was like, okay, we're we're nearing uh, the end, uh, the climax here. Nope. I was sitting I was sitting with my brother. We were kind of talking uh, when it started to like uh, decline. Uh, oh, there was a there was a pretty f- standard fun uh, sci-fi yeah. action movie. And then it just kept going, and we're like, "What's happening now?" And then they just like not started from the first, but like structure-wise, mm. uh, in how our movies uh, built, it started from the beginning again, it, and it, then told the entire second movie in half an it, hour. It pretty much made it with it, the same beats. Yeah, it makes it its own sequel within the same movie. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought that was interesting, interesting and and weird. You hated it. Oh yeah, uh, that's uh, that's where they uh, they lost me. Like completely. That's that's where I jumped off. To, that, that's when they jumped the shark. To I me still believe it was a bad choice and to the movie's uh, detriment. But but I I had never seen such a thing. No no, no <laughs> that was hilarious that it happened. <laughs> okay, do you actually have a favorite or a worst movie you've ever seen? Oh God, um, favorite is probably the hardest, right? Yeah, that's yeah, always yeah, the hardest. Uh, yeah, yeah, of that's course. Again, with uh, the yeah. categories. Yeah, uh, uh, there's movies that I enjoy watching again and again and mm-hmm. again, and and will probably put uh, my favorite director is Stanley Kubrick. Uh, mm-hmm. In general, he's probably the one that that like inspired me to want to make movies. The guy that inspired yeah. me to see that film art could be more than just having fun; like they could be art in itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my favorite movie by him is A Clockwork Orange. That's mm-hmm. probably my favorite film in general because how it affected me it doesn't mean it's the best movie i've seen yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, it's yeah, from but a personal standpoint it's mm. the one that like sparked my interest in filmmaking yeah what about you uh well this is a bit of a cliche but uh, citizen kane uh, is uh, is up there uh, but also the seventh seal by ingmar bergman Ooh. a swedish director he he has a way to be very direct mm. about his uh, message and very Uh, minimalistic in his camera work. It's all about uh, uh, content with him, not so much 
style, though it yeah. is there, but that directness, especially with the Seven Seal and its message, uh, hit home on a on a new level for me. Yeah. And but, what about worst movies? Oh God. Um, is is it the uh, the Tomorrow War? No, tomorrow? No, 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 no. <laughs> I've I've seen worse than that. I. I remember the movie, uh, and it's so bad that I can't even recall the plot. I just remember when I turned that movie off, I was like, this is probably the worst movie. <laughs> I think it's called One for the Money. I have no, I can't tell you anything else about that. <laughs> yeah, but like, the, there's movies that are bad because they're like uh, cheaply made. But uh, as we know, that can be a magical experience oh, yes. uh, sometimes. Budget doesn't make a... A movie, good or bad, oh. uh, a lot of people can do a lot for. I mean, look at Blumhouse right now productions, which are making a lot of maybe not great, but at least good movies for very, very cheap. Uh, and look at uh, movies like, and I'm trying to think of a bad movie for a lot of money. <laughs> uh, Alien Covenant. Alien Covenant. That's a really good example. A really, really bad sequel, prequel, whatever you want to call yeah. a movie um, that came out. Uh, a lot of money just didn't make the movie just good. died yeah. on the screen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so a budget shouldn't tell you if a movie is good or bad, at least in, in my opinion. I also think Daniel yeah. would agree with um, that statement. But probably uh, Cinderella is a, is a contender. Really? It is a contender for me. Uh, with Lily James? No, the, the, the new one. Isn't it the Lily yeah. James one? No, uh, what's her name? I don't remember. S- Senorita. Uh, oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay, 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 okay. Not okay. the old school Cinderella. Oh yeah, no, that, no, no, no. That's that's also on my list. Uh, Cinderella two, the animated movie. That's fucking horrible. The third one's kind of good. <laughs> I haven't seen the, the third one. The third one d- doesn't need things. Okay, I'll uh, say, I'll say that. Um, I also uh, I've I've seen the room, the notoriously mm-hmm. worst movie uh, okay, ever. Yeah. Uh, not not notoriously, but like yeah, but that's one of those. It's so bad, it's good. Oh, yes. also, it's so it's famous for that. Yeah, I yeah. laughed through the entire movie. It's probably one of the. It's just. The fun part is it, it has an extremely high budget because uh, the Tommy Wiseau, the main character, mm. uh, funded the movie and he apparently has a lot of money because he just spent more and more, more millions yeah. put, uh, pumping it into the movie. <laughs> it was very interesting to to see uh, what they got out of that. Yeah. And it's not, a, it's not a good movie. It has no idea where it's going. Uh, the plot doesn't exist. I have no clue what the movie is about. Like I can't tell you is what... Is it about The Room? Uh, no, there's no room. No, there's no. There's not even about the room. Well, there's a lot of room, but lot. I don't know which is the room. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of fucking. Holy shit! Uh, they, they, oh yeah, the belly button fucking. Oh yeah, he oh, doesn't. He, oh, I, I oh god. I don't. Th- I don't think he knows where a vagina is. It's very interesting. Uh, okay. uh, yeah. I, I also, I think they were sparing the actress in general. Uh, okay, so, yeah. so he was just like, I can hump your stomach. Great. Also, um, <laughs> the last Airbender. Oh, Shyamalan's yeah, last Airbender. That. That, that's one of the worst movies I watched. Not even because I, I like uh, the last Airbender or Shyamalan. No, I, I like the the last Airbender, the um, the show, yeah. the yeah. Nickelodeon show. Yeah. I, I love it. One of my favorite shows. Oh yes, yeah, but it's not because of that that I hate mm. the movie. Uh, the movie no. doesn't. It, it isn't good on its own merits. Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't do it justice to the show either in any yeah. way. It's also, Manos, The Hands of Fate. Also, uh, Manos, The Hands of Fate. Also kind of a cliche because that that's so boring, it isn't so bad it's good. Yeah. Do you have any movies that are very, very popular, but that you just don't like? The Tomorrow War. <laughs> no, uh, I'm trying to think of one. A very popular movie. Like, like how popular are we like, talking? Like... Like people who don't really know movies, they're gonna know it because it was so mainstream. Okay, uh, Avengers Endgame. I don't. Ooh, you I, don't like it? 
I don't like it very much, no. Mm. Full of uh, plot holes. Uh, the structure doesn't make much uh, sense to me. Uh, I'm not bashing it because it's a time travel movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, time travel movies generally don't make any sense, but they have the audacity to this other time travel movies yeah. and how they work. They're like, okay, we we figured it out. We know how how this works, and it doesn't. I'm trying to think of one. Can, can I can I call Space Jam a bad movie? Like not the new one, the old the old Space Jam. Like, do people think that's a good movie? Or, or they just, I think it I was good when I first saw it when it I was nostalgia? Like is it nostalgia? That it's not keep, that bad. It's it's really bad. It's not that bad. No, w- watch it again. <laughs> I will because I like it. <laughs> oh, and, Cats. Oh, yeah. Just people... Do people don't, oh, that's the worst movie you've seen. I thought it was like a good yeah, movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm going like. to the bottom of, of my uh, IMDb. ratings on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also like... I feel like Cats, I don't think a lot of people saw it, but everyone just, in general, knows it's a bad movie. Oh, just yeah. Just because. I, I think it's, uh, like, pe- people have just heard about what's bad about it. Exactly, they, they exactly. It. I mean, you can talk about the, the CGI, the, yep. uh, some of it, I believe, is, is auto-tuned. Oh, yes. Uh, but also, I mean, it's based on the musical, so there's no... Not much you can do yeah. with the material, but Cats, uh, the musical, doesn't make much sense. Anyway, it's more for the spectacle and watch, mm-hmm. uh, watching the, the dancing, the choreography, the, yeah. the singing. Mm-hmm. And then when you take that away, then you're left with nonsense. Yeah, cats please, yeah. running around and singing about how they're cats. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can even tell a, a sad story about Cats. The, it, was, yeah. it was butchered by the... Um, because the they su- moved the butthole. Yeah, pretty much. No, because of the uh, the sound production. Yeah. Um, what they did was uh, they have a lot of uh, actors that aren't experienced in singing. Mm-hmm. Um, for ex- James Corden, for example. I mean, he has some singing experience, but he isn't like a singer. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, have yeah. a career in singing. singing. Yeah. And they butchered like when uh, he should hit the notes. They have like the metronome system where you hear like a metronome going on. You mm-hmm. hear it yeah, and yeah. you know, hit the beat, hit the beat, hit the beat. But he didn't really care about if he did that. So uh, oftentimes every single key is off key when mm. when they're supposed to hit uh, a point in, in the song where it's like go high go ho- go low say say a line saying a b saying a c yeah they do not hit that well he, he was probably he was probably busy he had to go uh, uh film uh, himself in a car singing with a celebrity <laughs> exactly uh, and there was a lot of that where they fucked a lot of uh, actress over mm, by okay. f- m- moving the key in general for them. It's really sad. Yeah, actually. and also the entire uh, computer graphics department. Oh, yeah. Because it, it it got under, it got a lot of shit because it looked yeah. crap. But then you found out, okay, they didn't have a lot of time to actually make it look yeah. good. And then the actors come out on the, the Oscars, Rebel Wilson and James Corden, and, and make fun of the special effects and... One of the uh, the supervisors for the special effect uh, team was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, we worked overtime for months on end, uh, underpaid, overworked, couldn't produce the things we wanted to because we weren't allowed the time or yeah, the money to yeah. do it. And then you are up there having fun at our expense. Okay, that's actually a good point. I didn't think of it that way. I, yeah. I, I just thought it was funny when I was watching. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is still funny, but yeah. but. It's just how you you handle it. Yeah, exactly. If you go back to the idea of behind the camera, Mm. we like to talk about uh, what happens in the business, what happens to the industry, what happens to people in the industry. So 
the fun part about talking about movies is easy to just go into the cinema, watch the movie, and then go out. But if you think about how much work that goes into producing this movie, about the uh, FX uh, people, about the music, about the so on and so forth, you all of a sudden see how many people are actually involved and how many people are sometimes... Uh, underpaid, underworked, uh, not appreciated at all yeah. because of how the industry yeah, works we, right we, now. Yeah, we always try in our podcast when, when we're trying to place blame on something to do it on the right people. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we know, uh, like, it's easy to, to say, oh, Cat had crappy special effects, it had to be a shit team working on it. But then you read just a sliver of what went on behind the scenes and you can see it's the studio's fault, which yeah. it is... Uh, 90% percent of the time, yeah, <laughs> probably something like that, more or less. Okay, I think unfortunately we're gonna have to wrap this up. I would love to talk more, but um, Sophie, our uh, audio editor, is going to kill me if I keep on talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so we have a one last question that we ask all of our guests, which is if you have a life hack that you'd like to share with us. It doesn't have to be something very philosophical. People have said put a bouillon cube into rice when you're cooking it. It can be so, like, very simple. It can also be movie-related, as far as I'm concerned. Oh. Mm. Do we have one to begin with? Then I can think about mine. <laughs> or, or I'd like to thank this video sponsor, ExpressVPN. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, will, I will guess so. Get a, get a VPN and uh, unlock... Uh, Uh, content on uh, all the countries' uh, streaming services, uh, that's usually uh, a lot more. Yeah. Uh, content, it's worth it in uh, in the long game. You get to see a lot more, have greater uh, options, uh, and it doesn't really cost that much, plus the added bonus of uh, increased internet security. So <laughs> I don't know if it's a hack or me shilling out, but... It's just a, uh, a life advice, maybe more. The, yeah, I guess so. It's great. <laughs> Sometimes you need them. Mm. Also, go for life advice. I have no hacks. I don't know. I don't know how to do my life, man. I just watch, <laughs> I just watch movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, broaden your like horizon when it comes to art in general. Like mm. whatever, if you're into books or music or whatever, you can go by the mainstream path. Uh, do that. Do all the greats, uh, but also appreciate going off the beaten path and just pick a random movie yeah. or song or whatever you, you maybe you're gonna hate it like maybe you're gonna really really hate your experience but at least you then can appreciate what you love so much even more that's i really like your hacks that i think those two may be one of my favorites actually well i think that actually wraps it up uh this was yet another episode of humans of sdu recorded under merit media Uh, we'll be back next week, of course. Uh, in the meantime, make sure to check out our social media and also listen to Behind the Camera podcast. Thank you and see you next week.